0: the almighty they knew of him because they'd read the book they were astronomers they were they were people that were looking they were wise men not because they were wise in and of themselves but because of the fact that they knew there was something more to be seen they were following this star from wherever is really not the important thing but what were they literally following a supernatural leading They knew there was something supposed to be happening. This time of year, there's not a man or a woman doesn't know there's something going on.
1: Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with Pastor and Teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the Senior Pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's V-L-C-C-A-Z dot org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters.
0: Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I know we have a few days uh, uh, still, and uh, before Christmas uh, actually comes, the day of Christmas. But I don't know if you're like me. I christmas is every day for me i just uh you know i've already had people uh prodding me and say pastor so on on thursday are you going to say there's 364 days till christmas (laughs) i possibly might Uh, just because folks every day and can i tell you something every day is christmas for me but i have to ask you why isn't it for you if it's not I was given a gift how many decades ago and that gift was eternal life. I think that's enough to celebrate every day, don't you? Come on, I I think it's enough to celebrate every day. This time of year, and and I say this uh, um, without reservation. This time of year is, is unlike any other time of year. You walk into stores and they're singing about Jesus. They're singing about Messiah. Oh, I know a lot of the people that are playing them. All these are just Christmas songs. But if you're a child of God, you know what the songs are. You know what they mean. You know what it's about. And, and so this morning, uh, I am just I just always excited um, about Jesus But i always get more excited especially this time of year if you have your bibles with you this morning i'm going to get right into this we've got um, a couple things that we want to do throughout the course of this a couple videos we want to watch and and things about this time of year now uh, as i've already stated i don't know about you but this time of year has always been a special time and i i don't know if i can use the word but uh, uh, it's a wonderful time, it's a wonderful life, but it's almost like it's a magical time. Now please don't, don't shout me down, I, I know that's probably the wrong word to use, but there's just something that's happening. And that's why I have the title of the message, because we're going to talk about the wise men today. We're going to talk about Christmas through the eyes of the wise men or through the eyes of the shepherds and, and Joseph and Mary. but I put the question up there is it the wise men or divine providence there's not a single person that's in this room that does not think you came here because you made a decision to get out of bed this morning and come to church but did you know that's not true you came here because you chose to yield to divine providence. Amen. You chose to yield. You didn't have to. You could have, folks when, when, when I, I, I set my alarm on Sunday mornings and I always wake up about an hour and hour and a half before my alarm goes off. And so I was, I, I woke up about 4.15 this morning and, and I laid in bed and said I rebuke you alarm. Actually, I didn't do that. I, I got out of bed and I went and, and as I do, I get showered and get get dressed and I, I go out on my back porch and and uh, pray. and pray and <laughs> and uh, you know I I I, I pray uh, I pray every day Sunday mornings. I just I just it's it's just it's just I don't know. It's just cool because this is a day that whether you you acknowledge it or not, believe it or not this is a day that everyone on earth knows is a special day choose it or not choose it it's in the heart of heart because of divine providence now I'm not going to get into the mystical concepts Uh, of divine providence and and take it down some some deep uh, meaning. But I'm going to take you today and ask that question. Was it the wise men or was it divine providence that caused that day 2,000 years ago? Something that is always uh, I'm trying to, I'm groping for words here. Because I don't know how to say it, but it's something that's always amazed me. I'll just use that word. Did you know in time of war, once again I'm talking about this time of year, do you know all around the world, right now, this Tuesday, someplace in the world, there will be a battle, there will be a skirmish, There will be something about a war that will actually cease for a while. Because they're ordered to? Because they're commanded to? Not at all. Divine providence. You see, God wants people to understand, He doesn't want us to kill each other. He wants us to love each other. But you can't do that by what's under the tree. You can only do that by what was on the tree. And sadly we've got so many religions in the world that are worshipping something else that they don't understand. And so they make it about something else. They make it about, well this is a a, a very true, I I went and and researched it because there's so much stuff I'm going to say something shocking. Everything on the internet is not true. (laughs) I have just ruined everybody's day. I, I know. I just... But I went and actually researched it, and this one is one of the things that is actually true. I've seen it for for years, and I've never used this clip, and I've never used this this story before. But I thought, man, this works so perfectly with today, with that concept of divine providence. Uh, that in 1914, in the, the Western Front of the uh, European War, the British, uh, the, British the Americans, the, everybody was fighting the Germans. And over there, this one... Christmas Eve, something, there's that word, magical, <laughs> mystical, something amazing happened. Spiritual, but I shunned, I shunned using that word. That, that's, a very, that's the valid word that you would use, but, a lot, well, you know, you're more spiritual than me. No, not at all. I'm just a dude. Look at somebody and said, did he just say he's just a, dude? just a dude? Yeah, just a dude. Just got more responsibility because I'm going to answer for all this stuff. And I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was looking at this and I watched it and I want you to watch it this morning. This, is, this happened on the western front of the European war during World War II. Would you watch it?
2: Jenkins. Oakley. Night. Oh,
1: My name is Otto. Pleased to meet you, Otto. Like me. Rose, she's called. Um, Soon. Schön, um,
2: Soon. Schön.
0: can do that? God. Divine providence. What can stop a war? Like I said, you can go out and, and I folks, I, I do a lot of end times teaching in this church, I've been a part of this church. And it's one of the hardest things that I do because I have to go weed through the stuff that's just Christianese and the stuff that's legitimate. And so when I, when I found this, I'd always known about this skirmish. And this happens every year. It just doesn't get reported. It, not the same place and the same time, but somewhere. M- many of the people think it happens many somewheres. Something about that silent night. That holy night. That's what they were doing. The Germans... They actually, when you read the actual story, it was the Germans that stepped out of the bunkers first, not the Americans. Can I tell you, there's not a single person in this room that's not looking for peace. Amen. That's not looking for reconciliation. There's people in this room, you've got people that you are, you are broken away from. You've got things that have happened. And you would love reconciliation, but you're so worried about who's going to step out first. We put in all the bulletins. This time of year we put these little, these little uh, tracks, they call them, if you will. And we put them in there not just because we need some place to put them or we're trying to get rid of them. Because we want you to take them. You may not know at all the word to say, but you can just hand that to them. Or you can go to a restaurant when you have lunch this afternoon and after you put a nice tip don't have a $50 meal and leave a dollar and then, oh those Christians. <laughs> leave a nice tip in there and, and then they'll think, well, maybe this person really does have something to say. But we do that because this time of year you know you you can be an incognito evangelist. I'd call it bathroom evangelism. Leave it on the back of the toilet. Leave it on the sink. Leave, you know, someplace. Okay, folks, the only person they're going to call is me. And i love to talk to them. What does this? We know all the stories. We know the Christmas story, we know the wise men, we know all of this stuff. But do we really know there was divine providence? It was the intervention of God set before the foundation of the world into the affairs of men. Because God gave all of us a free will. Some of you are still getting through that thing that I said, that you're here by divine providence and not by your choice. Oh, it was your choice. It was your free will. And if you chose not to come here, God wouldn't have violated that. But this morning God tapped you on the spiritual shoulder and said, it's time for church. It's time to come to my house. And some listened, some didn't. Some are in town, out of town. Various things. But Christmas time. The greatest peace around the world. No matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, it's a peace that passes all understanding that begins to prevail in the hearts and the lives of people. You actually walk around you see people smiling but what are they smiling about? There's just something that feels good. Am I making sense? Yes, sir. Okay, four of you. I yeah. Okay, good, good. Why is this? Is because people are crying out for something, and many because of. And I'll just name it for what it is: the same pride that caused Satan to fall keeps us from making that call. Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible says that you and I are His workmanship, His masterpiece. He created us brand new in Christ Jesus that we could do, we could live the life that He foreordained for us to live. He planned centuries ago for you to live before the foundation of the world in matthew chapter 2 it says that after jesus was born in bethlehem in judea the king herod in the days of herod the king there was wise men that came from the east and their whole reason was they were looking for him who was born listen they didn't say messiah because they were not of the Jewish religion. They were not of the Christian faith which really hadn't started yet. Oh, it's always been there. Faith has always been there. That's why people they want to do away with the Old Testament. Well we're a New Testament church. No, you're a Bible church. Because the New Testament, Old Testament, yes there was purposes for both, but one wasn't done away. One was only fulfilled. And in Christ we live the fulfillment of the Old Testament but it's all still very much in effect today. They came saying we're looking for he who is born king of the Jews. For we saw a star in the east. That word providence just just, so everybody can be settled it's kind of one of those big words it's kind of one it just very simply means god's intervention into the affairs of men that's what providence means very simple idea very simple thought god's intervention now some you might even be in here this morning but there's people that i've ran into all over the place what does christmas have to do with answering the problems facing the world divine providence 2,000 years ago, the Bible says, in the time that God set, the pre-appointed time God sent His Son into the world. At that time that He foreordained, He chose to enter into the affairs of men's life. So much so that He reached out to the most unlikely of people. These sojourners from a country that wasn't even Jewish. Foreigners. People that did not even know the Almighty. They knew of him because they'd read the book. They were astronomers. They were were people that were looking They were wise men, not because they were wise in and of themselves, but because of the fact that they knew there was something more to be seen. They were following this star from wherever is really not the important thing. But what were they literally following? A supernatural leading. They knew there was something supposed to be happening. This time of year, there's not a man or a woman doesn't know there's something going on. Am I making any sense today? Yes. You're sitting in. You know there's something about this time of year. And what is the way you find? is because you choose to not, see, to not stop looking. Proverbs chapter 18, look what, chapter 8, look what it says here. I, th- I love those who love me. And look what it says, and those who seek me diligently will find me. But I want you to look at this next verse, Isaiah 55. It's not on the screen, but it's in your notes. Isaiah 55 says these words here Seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek the Lord while he may be found he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Did I leave that in your notes? Okay. Now I want to, let me explain that for a second. We're talking about divine providence. There's times that God is tugging on you. Oh, he's not, he's not dragging you out of your chair, but he's tugging on you.
1: Sometimes
2: <laughs> he
0: I learned a long time ago the way, best way to get a guy on his feet is get him on his knees. Amen. And sometimes God has to knock your feet out of underneath you. That's
1: right.
0: But He's tugging. Call upon Him the next part of the Scripture says while He is near. Why He is tugging on you while He is tugging? Respond. He's near. You say, well pastor, does God ever stop tugging? Not at all. But because you refuse to respond, the Bible says your heart gets harder to that tug. And it's not that he stops. You just don't feel it. You know? You know but when it first starts, he's, "Come on, come on, Come, come on. I died for you. won't you live for me? But now, because you let your heart get hard, he's doing the same tugging, but you're feeling like this. Oh, maybe there's, maybe there's nothing there. Maybe God has given up on me. Listen, I'm talking to people in here. But can I tell you the truth? And it's on the screen. You're still looking for answers. So many are looking for answers. These guys were called wise men. Now I'm not sure that I've ever been called a wise man. I've been called a wise guy but I'm not sure that I've been called a wise man. Maybe on an occasion or two. And the word wise is just very simply defined as having the power of discernment. The ability to judge properly to what is right and what is true. possessing discernment, judgment, or discretion. Discretion. If you take into account my relationship with Jesus, I'm a very wise man because I chose many years ago to give my life to the One that gave His life for me. That makes me wise beyond my years. But it's not something that's that's unique to me. People, you're a pastor, you know, and you just have that you know that bat phone to God type thing. Same thing for you. You know what James chapter one says? Anyone who lacks wisdom, can ask God. Anyone that wants to be wise can ask God. And God generously will give it. Are these screens locked up again? Because I didn't see the scripture change. He will give it generously. Well, I was just making sure because I, 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 I want to, there's some things that I want to show you and I just want to make sure they're not locked up. Okay, great. Okay. It's working. Good. But there is a catch. And I put it on the screen because I want you to see this. There is a catch to wisdom. Look what it says here. There it is. There is a catch. You have to be wise enough to know you're not wise. The same pride that caused Satan to fall keeps us from making the call. Do you hear that? The same pride that caused him to be cast down Will stop us from reaching up. To be wise, you have to be wise enough to know you're not. Folks, anybody here ever thought they knew before they knew? Good. I didn't want to raise my hands and be the only one. Thank you, David. You and me are in there. Okay. You know anybody that 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 is a know-it-all? Now, if they're sitting in your chair, don't raise your hand. Can I ask you a question about a know-it-all? How come know-it-alls never tell you all they know? (laughs) Have you ever thought about that, Hannah? Have you? Why do know-it-alls not tell you all they know? Do you think maybe it's because they don't know all? That was worth the price of admission, right there. there. But, but but the truth is, is that that's what happens. Okay, you've got to look at this thing and say, okay, I don't know everything. You say, well, Pastor, I've never been around somebody. You've never been around a teenager. Come on, I got my little fire starter over here. He, yeah. Folks, these wise men. You know why they were wise they kept looking for the answer let me tell you about today's society all y'all watch the news and you watch the the politics and you watch the garbage out there and most of it is just exactly that garbage folks i don't care what side of the fence you're on there's one side and that's jesus okay you're either for him or you're against him everything else you know yes is yes no is no you know the sad thing about lies it's easier to believe lies than it is to search truth. That is why we have so many gullible people that just believe what's on the internet. They believe this party over that party. They believe this thing over that thing. Instead of just taking the time to search. You know what the Bible tells me in the book of Deuteronomy? When you hear say... You didn't know that word was in the Bible, did you? It says when you hear say something... Go search it out and find out it's true before you do something about it. The Bible says, "Don't get caught up in blind faith. Don't get caught up just believing." Was go search it. These wise men they read the scriptures. They said, "There's something going to happen." That's right. That something kept drawing and gnawing on them, and then one day they decided to look out the window. There's a star. They knew all of it was coming together. Can I tell you something? You're not here because you chose to get out of bed this morning. You're here because God drew you to listen to this specific word this day that your life could be changed and cause you to start drawing from the one that drew you first. Man, that's good preaching. See, these wise men continually sought for answers And because they did, listen to me brothers and sisters, there's so many Christians that give up on God and God's never gave up on them because they, well, I can't find the answer. It's not because you can't find the answer it's because you can't find your answer. Too many times we're trying to make this book say what we wanted to say and I'm not interested in God fitting into my life I've got to be concerned about me getting into his life can somebody say amen Amen. Matthew chapter 2 says these words and when they saw the star they knew something was going to happen they knew something and when they saw the star they rejoiced and were exceeding with great joy And when they came to the house, now it was a long ways from finding the star to come into the house. But because they knew there was something different, something. What's the Bible say? They fell down and worshipped. This wasn't just any baby. They brought treasures. Representation that they found in life that none of this mattered. Therefore they gave all their life. When they found the truth they said what can we do but give it all? You see ladies and gentlemen and I want you to hear these words and I put it on the screen when nothing else matters and we are willing to give all we have then we will find what we're searching for in this room you know the reason that sometimes this christian relationship is elusive is because you're looking for something it's not we're not looking for a king. Somebody came up to me the other day and and it's probably something I I should teach on. They said, Pastor, why don't you teach on kingdom? Because that's a concept that most of us don't understand. You know in the kingdom you have no rights. The king has all the rights. And he he tells you this is what you do. Man, we have a hard time with that. But that's what it is when you give your life to Christ. It's not a matter of doing what I want to do. It's a matter of, God, what do you want me to do? And when you start searching God's word for that, you will always find the results. God will always tell you what to do. He'll tell you where to go. He'll tell you how to do it. He'll even help you when you don't know what the world is going on. Look what it says here in Jeremiah 29. And you will seek me and you will find me. What's it say? Read it with me. When you realize it's about something more than the person sitting in your chair. That's when you will find the truth. And that's when the truth will set you free. The wise men. The wise men searching, wondering, you know, if we could have a sit down with one of them, I think he would probably say something just like this.
2: Great light shines best in great darkness. That is a lesson we learned as we traveled many miles in the darkness of night. And I know, I know. Nighttime is the most dangerous time to travel. However, there's a great degree of difficulty in following a star in the daylight. <laughs> uh, we were looking for royalty, but we had no idea what we were going to find, eh? I've been in the outer courts of princes and kings, noisy assemblages these, hangers-on on every corner, quarters of favor, making endless rackets, scheming, chattering, everyone wanting an audience with nobility. And none of that here. No, no, no. Here, silence. Lingering, calm, awestruck silence. Here,
1: a newborn
2: wrapped in cloths and lying in a feeding trough. There were two milk goats standing silently behind him, chickens pecked on the ground, an exhausted woman and a humble man. And outside, shepherds. Shepherds timidly watching, and all are silent. We dare not say a word. We bow down. We worship. And we gently lay our gifts on the ground. I've spent the bulk of my days searching for the truth of it all, trying to make sense of this life. But that search, it was different. That time, while we were searching, we were also being led, not not merely by a star, but by the hand of Almighty God. He led us. He led us to the one in whom all truth rests. He led us to a child, a baby, a king.
0: God is leading. God is drawing. And I want to begin to wrap this up this morning by telling you the answer is found in Christmas. He said he's trying to figure this whole thing out. He said where it wasn't just a star, it was the almighty hand of God. Your life every step of your life God wants to lead. But He gives you the choice to follow or not. That's what I love about Christmas. Because the answer to all of life Now I know you say, well Pastor that's kind of a, a stretch isn't it? Not at all. Not at all. Once again you go back to the, the words of the, the, uh, the uh, wise men in this baby lies all truth. You say, well, Pastor, what's all this got to do with Christmas? Well, let's just think about it. Let's just think about it logically. What is it that shepherds, think about it, they were considered some of the dumbest people, but yet that's who God chose to appear to. You, you heard the wise men. He said there was milk goats, chickens, oh and shepherds. He didn't even put the shepherds above the milk goats and the chickens. He said the shepherds. We traveled countless miles to come and God appeared to a handful of shepherds. Where were the wise? besides these guys that were not even religious by the standards of the people? Where were the wise, I might add, in their own eyes? Where were the religious scholars that supposed to know the Scriptures? Centuries before Christ was to be born, the Bible told them exactly when he was going to be born and exactly where he was going to be born but where were they? See, that's what I tell you. If you search this Bible looking for what you're looking for, you're never going to find it. God wants you to find what He's looking for for you. And that's satisfaction. That's life. That's hope. That's abundance. But we got this whole convolution Of the world structure that we think is the essence of success sadly many churches have bought into that preaching success from the pulpits when the bible very clearly says success is finding christ i I love uh, the book of hebrews chapter 13 tells us be content in such things as you have and immediately because it makes the statement about money right after that in verse 5 They think, well he's talking about money. He's talking about your possessions. He's talking about your standard of living. But that's not what he said. He said, be content in such things as you have, for it is written, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That is my contentment. That is your contentment. Folks, I don't know how all things work. I just give my life to the one that works all things. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And we get caught up in all the minor aspects. Matthew 1 23, look, behold, a virgin shall bear a child. We we, we listened to the wise man, he said, A child. A baby, a king, Messiah. What are you looking for? You see, the answers are found in Christmas. I I could take you, and in your notes you can read it later, but I could take you into the incarnation. I can take you into all of this stuff. But the reality is God sent a child, sent a baby, the most vulnerable person on this earth. I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were telling me the story about, about these young people that were needing to get enough money to go to Phoenix to get an abortion. And the whole time, the person was telling them how, how excited and wonderful that it was that, that him and his, his girlfriend are dog rescuers. And he asked them for a voting question: "You'll save a dog but kill a baby, Pastor? You can't do that. Why? Amen. Now, folks, please. I, I always feel I got to put this in there because it's so true. If you've had an abortion, hey, God loves you. He understands. He wants to help you. He does not. He's not." beating you with guilt. That's the devil. That's the lie of the enemy. He wants to restore. He wants to heal. That baby's waiting for you in heaven. He just wants you to get there to see him. Right. Amen. Folks, we, we don't understand why things are happening the way they're happening. But the truth is, God made a way. He came into this earth as a baby. Raised in poverty and obscurity as we talked about last week. He went through everything. Even letting society call Him an illegitimate child. Because they didn't know His Father. God with us. The incarnation. God with us. The reason for Christmas. The opportunity to worship God in gratitude and thanksgiving. Why? Because he humbled himself and came to us. Just asking us to humble ourselves and come to him. Remember, the same pride that caused the fall is the same pride that keeps us from making the call. Philippians chapter 2. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taken the form of a bondservant, a, a slave, coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance of men, he humbled himself. Being found in the appearance of men, he humbled himself. Listen to that phrase. Being found in the appearance. He said it's not just enough to come as a man. I've got to come as the lowliest of men. Why? Because the devil will say he doesn't relate to where you came from. Oh yes he does. So lowly was he as we talked about last week. They couldn't even offer a a lamb on the day of his consecration. They couldn't afford it. So they had to buy the least expensive offering they possibly could get was a pigeon. A dove. See every picture of Christ coming into the world was to help us know I know exactly where you've been. I know exactly where you are. Pastor, I came from the wrong side of the tracks. He was on the wrong side of the tracks in in, in Nazareth, in Bethlehem. Everything He was was to help us become everything we can be. God is leading this Christmas. I have to ask, are you following? Romans chapter 1. God promised this good news. Long, long ago. The good news about his son. You see it wasn't the star. The star was just the the sign of the time. It was divine providence. God chose to intervene in the affairs of man from the foundation of the earth. And in the fullness of time the book of Galatians says he came as a baby. He came as the lowest form of human life. And I don't say that in a negative, but there's nothing more vulnerable than a baby. Nothing more vulnerable than a baby. God promised something special about Christmas. And you know what I look at when I look at Christmas? This is what I see. I see a glimpse of something coming. You know, I I, I catch not. I don't catch flack, but people just humorously because I love Christmas. Like I said, Christmas is every day of the year for me. And you may hear me on the day after Christmas say, "Only 364 days," (laughs) because I'd love people just to always be focused on Christmas. Because there's something about it—the beauty, the wonder, the music, adoring angels, the love, the warmth, the promise, the hope, the hope hope you see the bottom line christmas is the picture of hope all of it points to heaven I, i know people get caught up in the fact that that the the celebration the the christmas holiday if you will began as a pagan holiday the time of year, and I I can get into all the explanation of that. But you know what I look at? I look at a tree. And you know what that tree is in the shape of? Something that's pointing up. See, the tree is pointing to heaven. When I look at the gifts, I don't look at all the, you know, it's just sacrilege, I look at it, you know. No, No, it just reminds me of the gifts that was given. And the gift that was given. The wrapping, the lights, the tinsel, just reminds me of his glory you see if i'm looking in this book to find him i'm going to find him everywhere but if i'm looking in this book to find myself i'm going to find a mess because and i'm not going to like what i find as the worship team comes i finish today by saying a few simple words first john chapter two says abide in him abide in him remain in him commit yourself to him and when he appears you'll have the confidence that you won't be ashamed of His coming abide in him i ask the question what was it that made these wise men so wise or if i can go so far and be so bold to say can make you so wise. First, they didn't let who they were get in the way of seeking who he was. What am I saying? It doesn't matter who you are. You might be the most prestigious person in Flagstaff. Makes no difference. You may be the lowest of the low in Flagstaff. I'm talking about in your own eyes. Talking about somebody else's eyes. I'm talking about your own eyes. If we won't let the pride of who we are or aren't get in the way, we will be assured to see who he is. We'll find the king that we say we're looking for. You see, these wise men, they left everything behind to follow the truth. And the result? They found the Messiah. If you're looking for something besides truth, you're going to find all kinds of stuff. Can I tell you about this book? You can make this book say anything you want it to say. We've got thousands of religions in the world because they have taken this book to make it say what they wanted to say. But if you want this book to lead you to Messiah, it will only say one thing. And that thing is very simply, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one will find their way to God except through me. That's the only truth that the Bible will teach. That Jesus is the hope. The second thing that made these men so wise is because when they found Him, they bowed down to worship. Not a second guess, not a second thought, they bowed down to worship. They willingly gave their all. You see, the only way, ladies and gentlemen, to find true wisdom is by being willing to bow our life to Jesus and worship Him with the gift that He gave your life so this Christmas how about if we all be wise how about if we all be like these wise men and listen listen to the message Listen to the message that the wise men proclaimed. We come to seek Him who is the Messiah. We didn't come to seek church. We didn't come to seek religion. We came to find the Messiah. And then be willing no matter the cost, no matter the sacrifice, say, God, what is your plan? What is your purpose? Because I'm going to make that the pursuit of my life. Why? Because there's one more thing. Jesus is coming back. And he's only coming for those looking for him. That's the only one he's coming for. Oh, seven years later, everybody's going to see him. But at the rapture, The only ones who are going to see him are the ones looking for him. You see, the wise men, if it was just about a star, they might have missed it. But they said, no, it was the hand of Almighty God. This morning, God drew you here. His divine providence brought you here and said, Are you ready to see your life become what I want it to be? The question is, in three days we got Christmas Day. And most of us in here fight tooth and nail to get ready for Christmas. But are you getting ready for the reason for Christmas, his return? He's coming. Are you ready to meet him?
1: Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit VLCCAZ.org. That's VLCCAZ.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.